Hey guys and welcome to the show. I'm Justin Herney and beside me again today is Isaac Ludu. I'm sick. Yeah, Isaac is sick today, which kind of sucks, but we're going to do our podcast anyway, isn't that right? Yes. And we noticed that the audio quality in our last episode wasn't necessarily the greatest, so we're going to lean more into the mic every time, and this is kind of awkward because the mic is right beside Isaac's head. So it looks like I'm leaning in for... I just want to say that I'm not... Alright then, uh, this is supposed to be family friendly, but yeah, that's the end of that. Alright, so, that was a, I take back what I said in the last episode, that was the weirdest intro of all time. But, let's get right into our first topic, the worst trades of all time. Uh, I'll take the first one. Okay, so we had to take this one. It became known as the trade after 1988. Uh, Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky, Marty McSorley, and Crucial Niski, I'm gonna say, because I have a hard time saying names like that, unless I practice them, for Carson, Martin Gelina, and $15 million in a first round pick. So I did my math, um, oh, I googled an inflation calculator, $15 million, uh, in 88 was approximately $27 million today, and... Well, Carson, he left the Oilers after one season. Despite having a very good year, he put up 100 points, I think. And, uh, yeah, he only played four games for them the next season, and then he demanded a trade. Um, Jay Lina never actually reached his true potential after the numbers he put up in junior. But he was still a solid role player for them. And the draft pick was traded away soon after, so... That was just an absolutely terrible trade for the Oilers. Um, but what do you think it did for Los Angeles, Isaac? Good. Well, um, well, the Kings Gretzky led the Kings to a Stanley Cup champion. Well, he not to the championship to the finals in '93, where they lost in five games to the Montreal Canadiens. Ooh, yes, and. Yeah, Gretzky had a good career, but, you know, it was never the same after he left Edmonton. Even though Edmonton did win one more championship after uh, after he left. Alright, so next one. Uh, I got Isaac to do a little research on this one, and it's about Bill Russell. And, uh, it's... He got traded for a visit... From an ice skating show. Alright, so the owner of the Boston Celtics, who had the number two pick in the 56 draft, I think, also owned an ice skating show. So he called the owner of the team that had the number one pick, the Rochester Royals. Which would eventually turn into the Sacramento Kings. And said that if they let Bill Russell fall into the second pick, the show would go to Rochester for a week. So the Royals took Cy Green. Yep, and the rest is history. And Bill Russell won 11 championships with the Celtics. He's known as the greatest winner of all time. And Cy Green, unfortunately, died from cancer at the age of, I believe, 40, around 40, which is sad. Yes. Um, uh, Brett Favre, even though it's not spelled that way, but the Falcons drafted him in 91 and traded him a year later to the Green Bay Packers. And we all know that Brett Favre is not necessarily 
undebated, but arguably the best quarterback in NFL history. So, you might say that this was a bad trade on the Falcons' part. Yeah. No. Herschel. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker was traded for five players and eight draft picks. Now, did not have a bad career, but never won a Super Bowl in his entire career. Yeah, I got a little more backstory on this one. Uh, so the Cowboys GM, I think it was 94 that this happened. I did my research last night, but uh, I didn't really get into it that much that I memorized everything. It was around that time, so he decided to change some stuff. So he traded Herschel Walker for this huge robbery of a trade to the Minnesota Vikings. And for out of the eight draft picks, one of them was Emmett Smith, and we all know how great he turned out to be. So I said that this trade was very much a win. It was a current win for Minnesota, but they still they didn't win any Super Bowls with him, so not much of a win for Herschel Walker. Now, one more I just wanted to throw in. Chris Draper, you might have heard of him, played 17 years on Detroit after being traded from the Jets for $1. Yeah, you, you heard that right. $1. And he ended up winning one Frank J. Selke trophy. I think that's how you say it. I think it was in 2000... Was it two... I think it was around the lockout, one of those years, so... Yeah, so... I don't think that trade was worth it for the Jets. Must have been trying to clear up cap space. Now, it's been long overdue that we talked about the Barclays Premier League since we are both really big soccer fans. Uh, and the topic is, could Leicester City actually get relegated? Now, here's some backstory on this. Last year, they're predicted that they might... They, people predicted that they might get relegated... But the truth is they actually won the league last year, which is surprising because nobody other than, I believe, Arsenal, correct me if I'm wrong, but Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Manchester United, uh, and two others, I can't remember, but nobody other than them has won a Barclays Premier League Championship uh, for a while. And suddenly Leicester City decided, you know what, we're just going to win this year because that's what's going to happen. So they won, and... Now this year they're kind of tanking. I'm sorry, tanking in the league because they're impossible. They're impossible to predict because if you've looked at them in the UEFA Champions League, they're undefeated. Completely, they haven't lost a game yet. So, Isaac, what's your explanation for that? What might be going on? League plays, maybe. Do you think it's the pressure of being defending champions, or what's what's going on there? I mean, I'm not sure, really, because I don't follow that. I don't follow Barclays very closely, but the pressure of having to defend something like that can definitely lead to not playing to your best. Yeah, that's right. Um, My thought is... They just need to focus more on what they're doing in the Champions League games and then use that to apply it to their regular league games because Champions League, it, it's I find it, I think it'd be way more difficult than Barclays because Barclays, yeah, it's got a few of the top teams in the world, but there's some other teams that are not necessarily in the Champions League and yet Leicester City's still doing amazing in that, so we'll see how it goes. So... 
as a prediction for them. I say, you know what, I think they'll finish somewhere around the middle of the table. But I don't know if they'll... They might still get relegated because the season does end in May. So we will see what happens there. Any other words on that, Isaac? Nope. All right. Now, this one's a bit far off, So, but we're talking about a thing in the future. Will the uh, NHL go to the 2018 Olympics? Now, here's some backstory on this. Based on what the NHL is saying, it does not seem that they want to go to the 2018 Olympics. Now, the reason why this is, is because the 2018 Olympics are happening in Pyeongchang, I believe, in Korea, in South Korea. And that the NHL believes that that wouldn't really benefit them as a league money-wise because they have to postpone all their games. And that doesn't help their players because they're more tired and whatever. Even though the players really want to go to the Olympics because everybody in the, U in the NHL loves the Olympics. But uh, the NHL says, you know what, if you extend the CBA to for three years to 2025, then we'll, we'll send you the Olympics. Now, if you don't know what the CBA is, uh, when the NHL had a, a half-season lockout a few years ago, uh, that was because the, the CBA, the Collective Bargaining Agreement, uh, the league and the players couldn't come to agreement on how much the players were going to be paid, because that's what the bargaining agreement is. They're bargaining on how much the players are going to be paid in regards to the salary cap. So... Now, the, the current CBA is expected to expire, it's set to expire in 2022, which is in six years, but uh, closing in on five, but players don't necessarily want to do that because uh, the current CBA, uh, they're making a lot less money than they used to be, and players don't like that. They want to be making as much money as possible, and if they extend the current CBA, that means they're going to be making less money for longer. Now... Isaac, um, another reason why they don't want to send the Olympics to, well, they didn't have a problem sending them to Salt Lake City or to Vancouver because that was in North America. And in North America, they're just trying to get everybody buzzed about the game because the Olympics, I don't really watch a lot of regular season hockey around February and that kind of time, but I watch the Olympics every time they're on. And especially the hockey because, you know, we're Team Canada fans here. And they thought it would be really good for the game if it happened in uh, North America. But now that it's in Asia, they're, for some reason, they don't seem to think that that would be good for the game. Isaac, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I definitely see where they're coming from, where if it wasn't, or if it was somewhere in Asia, there wouldn't be as many, it wouldn't be getting to as many people who are already hockey fans anyways. Because hockey isn't that isn't as big there, but then the Olympics is also supposed to be like a place where the best in the world come to compete against each other. And if you don't have NHL players there, I mean NHL players are probably within the best in the world at hockey. And yeah, if you don't have sure. them there representing it, then who do you have? That's kind of like what happened uh, in the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, with the NBA. Because for, uh, I think it was until Jordan, I think it was in the 90, 1992, uh, the NBA, I can't remember the exact year, but it was called the Dream Team America. Because basketball is huge in America, but not so much in any other country. Not as 
huge as in America. And for a long time, NBA players were not allowed to play in the Olympics because it would just make the American team so overpowered. But, you know, hockey is spread out all over the world. So all the countries that are coming to play, there aren't any bad countries in hockey. They're all pretty good. So the competition shouldn't be a problem. Now, yeah, what, like what Isaac said, the, the best players in the world should be at the Olympics because otherwise it's not fair. Now, uh, speaking about how the NHL, they don't think it would benefit the game, I think it would benefit the game hugely in the fact that it could help build the game in Asia. Soccer, another analogy here, soccer is growing huge in Asia. Um, there's some other people that seem to think that China might be the world's next soccer f superpower with, like, England is now. China might be the next England in soccer because how big it's growing there. So why not try and do that with hockey? What's so bad about spreading it overseas? I think that that would benefit the game a lot. And for some reason, the NHL can't seem to see that. But I do see where they're coming from again because they are losing money. And, well, not necessarily. They're just, the players are going to be more tired throughout the season because they have to postpone the games. Now, officially, the league is undecided on the issue. Gary Bettman, or one of his associates, said, I'm still 50-50, so we're fighting. Now, I don't think there should be a fight. I think this should just be an agreement that's happened. I, in my opinion, it would benefit the NHL a lot to send people to the Olympics. Isaac, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. All right. I don't have much else to say there. All right, so that pretty much wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to contact us, uh, we have a few other things now. We have jisports at gmail.com. You can contact us there. We are on Twitter at jisportspodcast. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All stats, rosters, stories, scores, all that stuff is all up to date. As of November 17, 2016, at 4.16 p.m. Yep. And, like I said, that wraps us up. I'm Justin Ernie. And I am Isaac Ludu. And this has been the J&I Sports Podcast. <laughs> Alright then. Thanks for listening again. And goodbye. <laughs>